2: I'm Kat Timpf. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Harris Faulkner. And this is the Fox News Rundown.
3: Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm Mike Emanuel. Republican lawmakers are promising serious oversight if they win back the majority in November. GOP leaders are expected to probe the origin of COVID and President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. There are also questions being raised by prominent Republicans about the raid, of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home.
4: Anytime we've asked for something pertaining to the raid, they just say they keep referencing it back to the Department of Justice, to the Department of Justice. So we just want to know from the beginning what happened, what triggered this, uh, was a raid necessary?
5: I'm Alex Hogan. Fentanyl is now the leading cause of death in the U.S. for those 18 to 45, but the problem is people often aren't trying to take it. The tricky part
6: is they are being laced into other drugs and people are ingesting those drugs without even knowing or understanding that fentanyl could be in them.
0: And I'm Tom Shalhoub. I've got the final word on the Fox News rundown. A
3: major responsibility for the United States Congress is providing oversight as a check on the executive branch. One area where Republicans wanna take a closer look is the raid of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Missouri Republican Senator Roy Blunt appeared on ABC this week.
7: Why hadn't the Intelligence Committee that I've been on for my time in the Senate and time in the House, why hadn't we heard anything about this, in fact, if the administration was concerned that there was a national security problem?
3: Dr. Anthony Fauci announced his plan to retire from the position he's held for 38 years as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Republicans say they have plenty of questions for him, an issue raised by Fox's Neil Cavuto. So uh, this wasn't a way to avoid uh, Republican investigations if they take over the House and or the Senate.
0: Oh, Neil, not at all, not even a little bit. But some of the things that have gone on have been outright character assassination. That's not oversight.
3: Congress also has the power of the purse. The University of Pennsylvania notes debt cancellation could cost nearly $1 trillion over 10 years. But President Biden went around Congress on student debt, frustrating some on both sides of the aisle. Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan is a Democrat running for Senate in Battleground, Ohio, who appeared on CNN.
0: I think a targeted approach right now really does
3: send the wrong message. There's a lot of people out there making 30, 40 grand a year that didn't go to college. Congressman James Comer says the college debt relief plan is not playing well back home in the Commonwealth of Kentucky.
4: I believe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think they're fed up with the excessive spending and the winners and losers in this biden administration and uh, they just want change and they are hopeful that in november we'll be able to flip the house at the very least
3: commerce expected to be the next chairman of the house oversight committee if republicans win back the majority in november
4: and it is clearly not constitutional nancy pelosi said that before uh, if you think back to when donald trump took six billion dollars from the National Defense Authorization Act, and transferred it to construct a big section of the southern border wall. The Democrats went crazy. They said, he, you can't do this. This is six billion dollars that Congress did not appropriate. The president did that, in the same manner, basically, that Joe Biden did. He did it in the name of national security. Now, the Democrats had a problem with that $6 billion. And as we all know, Joe Biden came in and stopped it by executive order. Joe Biden just spent $300 billion and he didn't take it from any pot of money anywhere else. He just continues to print money or borrow money from China. In addition to being wrong, in addition to being unconstitutional, in addition to being unfair to workers, it's gonna lead to more inflation.
3: To your point about him just taking the money, um, covering Capitol Hill for years and years, you guys take a lot of pride in having the power of the purse, being the ones who authorize spending. Uh, Shouldn't this irritate your Democratic colleagues as well?
4: I will be honest with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been shocked from my position on the House Oversight Committee. Uh, They were very interested in oversight in the Trump administration. They have absolutely no interest in any type of oversight of the biden administration they have no interest in being any type of check or balance of this biden administration they continue to let them do whatever they want and you know i feel like they know that this fall the election's not going to go their way they're probably going to lose power so they're trying to get everything they can get before the buzzer sounds in the ball game
3: Let's talk midterms. Uh, You've been back home over the August recess. What's the energy like and how confident are you that there will be a Republican speaker and Republicans holding the gavels of the individual committees in at least the House of Representatives?
4: I'm pretty confident. A lot of people in Kentucky are concerned what they see on the news. We lose one special election in New York and they say, oh, it's the tide is turning. There's not going to be any red wave. It seems like people are pretty confident. I think they know that uh, this is a very important election and something's got to put the brakes on this Biden spending. The Senate's a different beast. Uh, You've got a whole different kind of election uh, when you run statewide and have to run in the the cities. If there is a problem in some of these Senate races, then we're going to have to figure out a message that is as popular in the urban areas as it is in the rural areas.
3: You are the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, so I'm curious what your vision is. Should you become the chairman of that committee, such as we've got Dr. Anthony Fauci retiring, and you've said basically that while his federal career is coming to an end, congressional oversight of his efforts to possibly conceal the origins of COVID-19 is just getting started. What are your plans?
4: Dr. Fauci doesn't need to buy a ticket to a cruise ship anytime soon. He, he needs to just plan on being in front of uh, a lot of congressional committees, from the middle of January, probably all the way through March. We have a lot of questions. As you know, Dr. Fauci hasn't been before any House committee for whatever reason, since, uh, since the very beginning of COVID. We've been working on the House Oversight Committee on the origination of COVID. And we've unearthed emails from the very beginning that showed Dr. Fauci's earliest advisors when they first saw the DNA sequence. They said, well, this is obviously a lab leak from, from China. This is obviously man-made. But Dr. Fauci never relayed that to the Trump administration. Anyone in the Trump administration that questioned whether that came from the Wuhan lab or what was going on in the Wuhan lab, Dr. Fauci dismissed it and uh, accused him of being conspiracy theorists. So Dr. Fauci was never honest with the American people from day one. And it appears in communication between he and Dr. Collins at the NIH that there was a coordinated effort to try to dispel the the Wuhan lab laboratory, which we now know, just about every American scientist now believes is where the COVID-19 originated. So why was Dr. Fauci not honest with the American people about the origination of COVID-19 and what was going on in the Wuhan lab? Remember, he said there were no tax dollars being spent there. Our committee, the House Oversight Committee, proved there were uh, tax dollars going there through EcoHealth Alliance. Dr. Fauci said they were not doing gain-of-function research. There, we prove they were. We're also uh, the lead investigative body on on Hunter Biden. And you know, when you talk about a national security threat, and Democrats try to suggest that because there were some some papers that uh, somehow ended up in some boxes at Mar-a-Lago that uh, that Trump was a national security threat, I mean that's a joke. When you compare to the to the influence peddling of Hunter Biden. So uh, we're going to come out of the gate swinging with respect to providing good oversight and good investigation uh, type hearings with respect to Hunter Biden and Dr. Fauci.
3: So Hunter Biden hearings, if you're the committee chair, and um, I'm curious what your questions are about Mar-a-Lago. Obviously, it is unprecedented to have uh, the FBI going into a former president's home. But are you concerned about some of the documents that may have been there?
4: I would like to know exactly what those documents were and how they got there. You know, no president packs their bags before they leave, and and I'm certain Donald Trump never packed his bags. And he probably never <laughs> packed his bags, you know, when when he traveled anywhere. Right. So right. the uh, you know there are a lot of questions there. Our committee, the House Oversight Committee, has jurisdiction over the National Archives. And look, this is a sleepy government bureaucracy that comes before our committee once or twice a year, just just uh, for housekeeping purposes. And by all accounts, this bureaucracy, which which I've called a, a group of librarians, are the ones that triggered the raid on the former president of the United States House. So we've, you know, anytime we've called the National Archives, which isn't very often, they've replied swiftly, they won't return any type of communication with us. Anytime we've asked for something pertaining to the raid, and remember, we talk to this agency a lot. We're probably the only committee in Congress that has any type of communication with the National Archives. They, They just say, they keep referencing back to the Department of Justice. Clearly, there's Communication coordination going on between the National Archives and the Department of Justice. We just want to know from the beginning what happened, what triggered this, uh, was a raid necessary. You know, we're concerned about the precedence this sets.
3: It sounds to me like a lot of key committees on Capitol Hill did not have a heads up that there were concerns at the Justice Department about documents at Mar-a-Lago Should they have given you guys a heads up? I mean, you're the top Republican on the Oversight Committee. Uh, What about that?
4: I think they should have. And you're exactly right. We didn't have any prior knowledge. And again, the National Archives comes before our committee regularly. You look at some of the members on my committee, like like Jordan, they communicate with Trump several times a week. we got, you know, Byron Donalds, I I know, communicates with, with Trump quite often. Perhaps we could have assisted with that. Certainly, to order a raid on the former president of the United States, I mean, that's not good thinking on the part of Merrick Garland. It gives further proof that this agency has been politicized. And, you know, it's another reason for conservatives to want significant reform in the FBI.
3: Another concern for Republicans on your committee. President Biden's push for electric vehicles. You maintain that 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 is killing American jobs. The administration endorsed electric vehicle futures, already eliminating American jobs, while you argue it is benefiting China. Your thoughts?
4: If you look at what you have to have for electric vehicles, one thing is you have to have batteries, right? Yep. The batteries are created from rare earth minerals, and rare earth mining. This isn't very environmentally friendly if the Democrats are really concerned about the environment. But uh, aside from that, China has somehow, with the help of people like Hunter Biden, somehow uh, accumulated the overwhelming majority of components and input that are required to make batteries. You know, you announce a battery facility and we're getting one in, in Kentucky passed by where they're constructing it yesterday for Ford is planning on building a battery factory. But you look at everything needed. To, to make that better. Your, your raw materials, your input, they all come from Chinese-owned mines and Chinese-owned int- This further empowers China. If China wanted to cut that off and we've converted to electric vehicles, then what do we do in, in the United States? The biggest concern that we have on the committee is that this further empowers China and there's no plan that shows how America can produce these electric vehicles without being very dependent on communist China.
3: Congressman James Comer of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, thank you so much for your time. Have an awesome week, sir.
4: Thank you for having me on.
1: Sick of the one-size-fits-all method when it comes to healthcare, especially when it comes to your ED treatment? Well, good news! Now you've got options with Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatments such as chewable mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for less. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits answer a series of questions on their site and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option if prescribed your medication ships to you for free no insurance is needed if ed is getting you down it's time to join the hundreds of thousands of trusted hims subscribers and get treated start your free online visit today at hims.com/rundown that's h i m s.com/rundown for your personalized ed treatment options hims.com/rundown Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. This is Tom Shalhoub with your Fox News commentary. Coming up.
5: Opioids range from prescription meds to illegal substances like heroin. The drug latches onto receptors, part of the cells, and essentially reduces messages of pain that are sent to the brain, and that's part of the reason why they're so highly addictive.
0: Well, it really is an epidemic. New York Congressman
5: John Katko on America Reports told our anchors:
0: Forty-five out of the forty-seven people in my county uh, who have died from heroin overdoses this year had fentanyl in the heroin laced with the heroin.
5: Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. It can be 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine. Heading back into the school year, one attorney general is trying to educate families on how prevalent these drugs really are. The tricky part is they are being laced into other drugs and people
6: are ingesting those drugs without even knowing or understanding that fentanyl could be in them.
5: This is Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. And so that is really...
6: Wreaking havoc in our communities, and I and this crosses all uh, socioeconomic barriers. It 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 is all communities. I mean, you can ask somebody in Florida, and everyone knows some has uh, pretty much knows someone or has lost someone uh, to the opioid crisis that's going on right now. And so, I appreciate you focusing on this. It is so important. I'm a mom as well. Uh, Parents really need to have these difficult conversations with their kids right now. We're losing children every day to fentanyl.
5: Yeah, fentanyl right now is the number one killer of adults between the ages of 18 and 45. That's just a a staggering number.
6: Yeah, and what's scary about that is it doesn't appear even though we have heads of federal agencies warning that this is a crisis like we've never seen. Fentanyl uh, is a is an incredibly dangerous drug. I think that the DEA head said it was the most dangerous drug that they've dealt with, they understand that the border is exacerbating this crisis, that it's putting Americans at risk. And yet we don't have an administration that seems to acknowledge those warnings from their own agency heads. And, and that is so frustrating as an attorney general who is working with law enforcement and is really charged with working to protect communities within within our states. And so, you know, it's it's frustrating trying to get this word out To communities, to parents, to understand how deadly this is, why we're in a crisis, and how we all need to be on high alert.
5: Well, you actually launched this website ahead of the back to school season to educate parents on some of the dangers before the school year begins. And I think honestly, a lot of the difficulty comes around the fact that many parents probably tell themselves, no, my kid would never do drugs, especially these kinds of drugs. But the problem that those thoughts can create is that it shuts down open conversation. And I think that a lot of Kids also who might potentially be doing drugs right now might not be aware of what they're taking.
6: You have absolutely nailed the issue. So parents that have lost children to fentanyl-laced drugs never believed that their child would ever take fentanyl, a synthetic opioid, really didn't even understand that they would be taking any sort of pill that may have it. But here's where the problem lies. Kids are being targeted online uh, to take pills. These are counterfeit pills. They may think it's Adderall, Xanax. uh, And again, we should always, as parents, be telling our children to stay as far away from as possible from drugs that are not prescribed to them or illicit drugs. But uh, they're taking these, these drugs, often being targeted online, and they're laced with fentanyl. So, if you talk to the parents who have lost children, they did not have any comprehension or understanding that their children would intentionally seek these types of pills to take them. You know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. We just saw uh, recently where three high school students passed uh, from fentanyl overdoses in, in one month, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. one high, one high school. Um, And it's young kids, 15 year olds. Um, So it's just a, it's something that as parents, it's an uncomfortable conversation. And I've had I've had this conversation with my young son because it's not just high school. We know in middle school, um, kids are, are talking to their friends and and learning about these things. And so you've got to start early educating kids about the aspects of drugs and the dangers.
5: Yeah, and I think that that's a scary thought to imagine a tween taking these drugs. But looking at the data, we know that, again, according to the CDC, fentanyl is now causing more deaths than suicide or COVID-19 or car-related accidents. And in the last two years, fentanyl overdoses have tripled among teens, according to the CDC. So when you look at this data, and it's incredibly alarming, what factors do you find driving this most?
6: And it's sheer volume, right? We understand that the synthetic opioid fentanyl is pouring over our border. Just look at the numbers of how much is being seized, and how many people are flooding in, into the country. And we know that we're we're seeing an increase in traffickers that are encountered. It's not just the drugs being encountered; we're seeing folks with with criminal convictions being encountered. There's no doubt. Our own agency heads are saying. This is flooding in through Mexico. The cartels are running this. The sheer supply in our nation is so great that it is increasingly cheap, it is increasingly available, and it is incredibly dangerous. I can't believe we don't have a president that's willing to follow basic public safety immigration laws to ensure this isn't happening to our families and our kids and our working age population. The death toll is dramatic. We've lost more to overdose in one year than we've lost in wars, and we know it's being sh- the precursors are being shipped from China. They're being manufactured by the cartels in Mexico and then shipped right over our borders by the cartels. Everyone understands this, yet no one is recognizing this as an a, as an emergency. They're not shutting down our border as they should, and they should also declare fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. It can kill. Multiple people with a very low dose that is incredibly dangerous. And I have demanded that we do that so that we can start targeting it outside of our borders using more resources. I've also demanded that this so-called homeland security uh, head, Mayorkas, resign. Because everything he is doing, every proactive step that he has done, every decision he's made related to immigration has done exactly the opposite of what that position was meant to do, and that is to protect the security of this nation.
5: So I have spent a long time actually at the border covering the issues and the numbers that we're seeing of people cross the border. And I do think it is important to separate the two very real issues that can exist at the same time. One, the drugs being brought across and the smuggling taking place, while also a very separate issue just of families crossing the border in need of humanitarian aid and resources. But, but speaking specifically now of fentanyl, Your office has said that you've seen it disguised in bright colors, raising concern that this is just another tactic to make it look potentially less intimidating for kids.
6: Absolutely.
5: And historically, we have seen
6: this with other substances where kids will be targeted with uh, names or colors or package designs that are meant to attract them and make them uh, think that this is something that other kids should or are taking. Uh, and that is why, again, I go back to, we, we clearly have to have better leadership and better decisions and better policies as it relates to not just fentanyl, but the security of of the country. Um, but it's not just law enforcement, it's not just our leaders. We also have to have communities that are, are, are alerting their fellow neighbors and other parents and educating children uh, because we have to work, work together to stop this crisis.
5: Yeah, and, and so much of that is just talking about it and taking the time to learn. So speaking of new drugs and substances, U-Lone uh, is one substance that's been increasing in numbers, specifically in your state. The National Institute of Justice says that Florida makes up 60% of positive cases of this drug. So let's break this down. What exactly is it?
6: Yeah, this is, a and, and interestingly, this is, is another a drug that's very cheap to produce. It mimics the effects of cocaine and methamphetamine and ecstasy, uh, and like fentanyl, we're seeing it mixed with other illicit drugs. And of course, when those are sold to unsuspecting users, it can have deadly consequences. And so, the, the but the same warning and prevention message is true. Don't use illicit substances. Don't take any sort of pill that is not prescribed to you because right now, you know, more than any time in history, it could be deadly. And we are seeing this fentanyl, this utalone, these other types of very potent, dangerous synthetic drugs mixed in. And it is having a, a, an incredible toll on our nation.
5: When we're looking at the issues, we talked about focusing on the problem as a parent and wildly telling kids, though, just simply don't do drugs. It's not that message won't hit home with kids. It'll essentially go in one ear and out the other. So working through this, not only in your job, but as you mentioned, as a mom yourself, how would you explain the severity of this situation?
6: So the way I approach it is using real life stories, of kids that are similar in age and telling what happened to them. And it's amazing the message of don't do drugs, you know, don't be peer pressured. That's important. And we always start there. But what I have found that makes a significant difference, whether I'm talking to my own children or others, is using these real life stories, talking about the young children that that took a pill and had no, no understanding of what was in it and died. That has an impact. And so that is how I would encourage parents to talk to their children. Again, it's not a uh, dinner conversation that anybody would want to have, but it's absolutely a dinner conversation that we have to have. And so we have all the facts, a parent or anyone, a coach, a teacher, a community leader would want to know on fentanyl. It's called Fast Facts for Fentanyl. And they can find uh, all of this information on our website, myfloridalegal.com or doseofrealityfl.com.
5: Florida Attorney General Ashley thank you so much for your insight and thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: Here's a look at the week ahead. Monday.
7: Marks a major milestone in America's return to the moon with the launch of Artemis 1. The uncrewed mission into lunar orbit will test the new space launch system with a new Orion crew capsule. The goal is to return humans to a lunar orbit with Artemis 2 and returning astronauts to the surface of the moon later this decade. Tuesday. President Biden heads to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, to promote his Safer America plan designed to reduce gun violence and save lives. The president was originally scheduled to make the trip last month, but it was postponed after he contracted COVID-19. Also, Russia joins China, India, and other nations for joint military exercises.
8: Thursday. The
7: U.S. and South Korea finished their biggest combined military exercises in years as North Korea continues to test its missile systems. Also on Thursday, Europe's health regulators will meet to discuss Moderna and Pfizer's coronavirus boosters designed to target the latest Omicron variants. And that's a look at your week ahead. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News.
2: use oxygen therapy to breathe if you've been prescribed oxygen you know the problems that come with it when you're tied to an oxygen tank or concentrator going out of the house is a burden and nobody likes to be stuck inside alone now you can live life on the go with a lightweight inogen portable oxygen concentrator inogen is oxygen therapy that moves with you Travel around the corner or onboard an aircraft with an Inogen portable oxygen concentrator that provides the medical grade oxygen your doctor prescribes in a device that weighs less than five pounds. Inogen's longest lasting device delivers 12 hours of oxygen on a single battery charge. Call now to speak with an Inogen oxygen specialist and learn how you can try an Inogen risk free for 30 days. Give us a call right now 1 800 245 9878. Don't manage a heavy tank when you you leave the house with inogen you can get the oxygen you need with a system that's so small and light it goes almost anywhere learn how you can experience an inogen system for yourself risk-free call now 1-800-245-9878 inogen devices are by prescription only battery run times vary by device and setting usage terms and conditions apply for safety information visit inogen.com
8: Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review the Fox News Rundown on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It's time for your Fox News
4: commentary. Tom Tom Shalou.
0: What's on your mind? I was just reading a story about Hollywood celebrities using more of their fair share of water in California. I'm sure for them, pools and landscaping are the culprits. In our home, it's probably showers. Now, this may be controversial, but in the small scientific study of my home with a wife and two daughters, I would say women use more water. Yeah, as a guy, I take one shower a day. It clocks in at about 60 seconds. Now, I'm going to say the average woman, again, this is totally non-scientific study, is about 20 times that. Also, women like to change clothes a lot. And they seem to think you have to shower every time you change your clothes. I don't do that. I'm just one shower a day. And, you know, my clothes aren't that clean. Okay. For the shower rule, my shower rule, you get in. And if you can feel the water start to warm up, you've been in too long. I don't know what the temperature of my wife and daughter's showers are, but judging from the steam shooting out from under the bathroom door, I'd say it's pretty hot. Now, these are just my observations. They may not be typical, may not be universal. And my wife may be upset that I'm talking about all this, but I'm not really worried. She can't hear this because she's in the shower. I'm Tom Shalhoub. listening
8: to the Fox News Rundown, Rundown. stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Did you hear the news? Now you can. With instant updates from Fox News for Amazon Alexa. Just say,
5: Alexa, play news from Fox in Fox News.
8: It's the latest when you need it on demand from Fox News and Amazon Alexa.